Hi guys, welcome back to the J-Way. I am really excited about this episode since it's been in the works for weeks now and it's very relevant to what's going on in our country today. On that note, today's episode is called Miseducated with Ojimo. Ojimo, we went to the same high school. We weren't that close. I played football with him for about two years and what he did in quarantine definitely caught my attention and I thought it would be great to share it with you all. Ojimo, will you please tell everyone what you did during your quarantine? What's up, y'all? My name is Alexander Ojimo. Uh, I started a clothing brand called Miseducated over this quarantine. Uh, basically, the reason why I started it is because I always wanted to start a clothing brand, but I never started it. And I guess quarantine gave me the, the opportunity, the free time to like really sit down creatively and... Um, mm-hmm bring my vision to reality definitely um and i just want to share this tweet that you um posted a couple weeks ago which caught my attention um it says what did you do during this quarantine i decided it was time to chase my dreams i found my purpose i want to use my brand to change the world for the better i want to change the narrative for our black youth miseducated 2020 so Again, you said it was a clothing brand, but what does miseducated mean to you? Miseducated to me, um, well, when you look at the grand scheme of what is going on in this country, mm-hmm. um, Jane Elliott said it best. Jane Elliott is a is an activist. She said, "The youth in this country are not edu- are not educated. We're indoctrinated, which means mm-hmm. that we're miseducated." I felt like. A lot of the things we learn in school aren't applicable to real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the way that we're taught is to just like remember for now, but don't understand fully to the point where you can see you using it in different spaces in, in your life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like we're taught to be workers instead of entrepreneurs. We're taught how to get money, but not how to use our money. Like, Definitely. I just feel mm-hmm. like the education system, especially for our Black youth, is lacking. We're not taught our real history. We're taught, like, a different version of our history than what we should be taught. And, yeah. Yeah. And your mission or motto or, or whatever you want to call it on your website, it says you're not lost. You're miseducated. Yeah. Um, Why the word miseducated? The word miseducated is just... Like, well, in that context to, um, like, the whole, like, BLM movement, like, what what does that mean? Okay. Um, In the context of the BLM movement, as a Black person in this country, Mm -hmm. you kind of feel like an outcast when you're in certain situations. You feel alienated. You feel marginalized. So... It's basically like, I feel like the Black youth don't have an identity in their Blackness, meaning like, we go to school and we're taught about Christopher Columbus, we're taught about Winston Churchill, taught about George Washington, all of these people that were white. But Mm -hmm. when you learn about Black history, the, the, the beginning of Black history starts with slavery Yep, in the context that we learn it. So Mm -hmm. 
what I what I'm trying to say with the message that miseducated is is like you're not lost, you're miseducated, meaning you're not alienated, you're not marginalized, you're not you're not who society is telling you you are. You're just miseducated. You haven't been taught who you are, your history, which is why we lack an identity in ourselves. Yeah. And before, or when I just saw like your brand name is miseducated, I was, at first I was a little confused because I just didn't know what it meant in the context. But, you know, as I was just seeing your tweets and it just made sense. It's just like what we were taught in high school since we were born, you know, we were not learning about, you know, the the young black people who have made all these inventions, who have yeah. been such great entrepreneurs that we just never knew about. And yeah, so I really like that message. But, um, you know, also in that tweet, you say that you want to change the narrative for our black youth. What is that narrative? And by changing it, what do you hope to achieve? So the narrative that I would like to change is like mm-hmm. the school to prison pipeline. Okay. The, uh, uh, okay, I can I can I can share a story. So yeah, I was in. I was in high school and I was hanging out with one of my white friends and we were looking in the distance and we saw, I think it was two black kids fighting. Okay. So without context, my friend looks at me and he says, I'm happy you're not like them. And at that moment, I didn't know how to react, react because I didn't know if it was malintense Matt, mm-hmm. like um, malicious or just his lack of understanding of the situation, but the situation now that I look back on it, yeah, it shows me that certain people, like he put me in the box of all black people um, act like this, yeah, but. He needs to take a step out mm-hmm. and realize you can't generalize a whole bunch of black people based off the select black people that you've seen or based off of your um, own biases. Because we all have our own biases. Yep. Some biases are taught. Some biases are natural. But he he needs to take a step out of the situation and like say, okay, I don't even know, but that's just a situation that I can I can bring up to bring light to your question. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's come to think about it today, it sounds so wrong, but when I like flashback to that time, you were probably like, you know, how do I even react? Like I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. But it's really it's just how they were taught at a young age, like this is how these people act. Yeah, it's it's so wrong and that narrative really needs to change and you're you know miseducated really goes into that and I want to talk a little more about the you know the clothing that you're actually making it's actually really cool you guys need to visit the website it will be in the description box you have um you know the An- Angela Davis t-shirt the Malcolm X t-shirt the awesome hats um I saw the one with Jada and Will, the entanglement one. Um, yeah, yeah. It says entanglement, and, and then it says that Jada and that Will love. Yeah. I was a bit conf- How does that tie, tie in with the rest? So, <laughs> at the same time where, like, I have my own, or the brand has its own 
activism yeah. um, role. Mm-hmm. We also want to be able to express creativity creatively. So, like, mm-hmm. just because I am doing the activism with yeah. the brand, we don't want to put ourselves in a box and only be an activism brand. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to build a community. So if we can bring in people that find a shirt funny and Mm -hmm. buy it and they want to be part of our community, they might later on donate to our crowdfund that we're doing. Yeah. We're going to be doing weekly crowdfunds. So like you'll donate a dollar or $3 to a GoFundMe. And then at the end of that, we'll donate or we'll give a shirt away to somebody that donated. And then we'll take all that money and donate it to, either the Portland protest fund, Black Lives Matter, a different, um, something that needs money that we can help. Yeah. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so is it just you running um, Miseducated right now, or do you have, like, a team? For right now, it's just me. I do mm-hmm. have a social uh, media marketer, so I guess it's two of us. But, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Awesome. Um, and why why don't you share your um, website and Instagram? So the Instagram is at miseducated.co. The website is miseducated.shop. Again, the Instagram is miseducated.co. The website is miseducated.shop. Yeah, and you guys check it out. See see what you like. It's awesome really different than a lot of things going on today um and i want to shift towards what was the root cause of basically you starting miseducated which is black lives matter and the purpose of this is just to educate people because they have never really have they've never had that lived experience of being a black person in america today and i want to share your perspective on this with our viewers and one of the main arguments I would say that people like to use is all lives matter. In your opinion, can you address why this is a wrong interpretation? Okay, so there's a there's a history behind the phrase all lives matter. Yeah. So when Black Lives Matter was started, mm-hmm. people took it as an opportunity to undermine the movement. Yeah. And they tried taking the words Black Lives Matter out of context, saying that we're alienating Black Lives Matter into saying, oh, Black Lives are better or Black Lives Matter more. No, mm-hmm. we just want the rest of society to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, another way we can dissect the word, all the phrase all lives matter is if you have a house that you've probably heard this too. If you have a house that's burning and you yep. call a fireman, you don't expect him to put water on the whole neighborhood. No, the house that is burning is the one that needs attention. And right now in America, black people for the last 400 years, their house has been on fire. So Mm -hmm. we're just calling attention to our needs. Yep. Yeah. And really all lives matter cannot matter until black lives do. Yep. And that's really what the issue is right now. And my issue with all lives matter is, you, you, they say that, that all lives do matter, but look what's happening behind the scenes. Black people are being 
arrested at a greater proportion than whites. Mm-hmm. Black trans people are dying. There's a r- racial wealth gap between the amount that a black person own, um, yep. earns Ten times. versus the white person. Ten times. Ten t- yeah, exactly. So how can you say that without acknowledging what's actually going on right now? It's actually funny because you see people saying all lives matter, but they're not protesting for black people. They're not protesting for all lives. Mm-hmm. They are They are just sitting, like, they don't do, like, they say all lives matter, but it's meaningless, which is why people can say, yeah, all lives matter is a word. It's something that's used against the Black Lives Matter movement. If yep. all lives really matter, they would be just as outraged as anyone who's saying Black Lives Matter, but they're not. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and one of the main reasons why white people, any other people, they're unwilling to agree with this movement is that they think it's it's radical. It's like a radical left movement. That's exactly what they say. Yeah. How, do you, how do you respond to that? Hmm. When human rights get mixed with political ideologies, mm-hmm. things can get bad, which is almost the history of America. America has made every single disagreement within its people political yeah health care should not be political no education is not political human rights the right for me to be able to go outside of my house or drive a car and not look behind or be scared that i'm gonna get pulled over and every single interaction i have with a cop my my heart is pounding out of my chest that is not political which is the issue everyone thinks that their idea of society is better than everyone else's my Mm -hmm. thing is that everyone should be allowed to have their own idea of society but as soon as your idea of society affects the fact like my life then it's an issue of course you're entitled to your own idea but if your political ideologies are literally killing people it's Mm -hmm. not okay yeah and my issue is when people say that it's radical is it's the they're denouncing the movement and when dr king was in selma they called him a radical Mm -hmm. they called harriet tubman a radical yep and looking now how is that radical that's a fight for human rights well i think that people need to understand that i mean this is none of this language that's used radical conspiracy theory um mm-hmm. um terrorist group none of these are new the black panthers in the 60s they were called a a, a, a radical terrorist group dr king malcolm x um so many people in the civil rights movement were called radicals were called terrorists threats to the state so these aren't these are new words, and I don't think we should let the word radical affect us. Yeah, we're, we are radical in the fact that we want to change the society we live in because we don't want our kids to have to go through this. So, if, mm-hmm. I mean, if they want to call it radical, they can call it radical. But yeah. I don't think we should let that shift our focus or our energy. Definitely. Um, what would you want to see accomplished? I would want to see... Um, police get defunded because I believe that they 
are getting too much money from our local governments in the fact of that our schools are underfunded, mm-hmm. um, healthcare is underfunded, social services is underfunded, but the police is very, very heavily funded. funded. Heavily funded. There's also an issue of misrepresentation in the police force, so I would like to get that fixed. I don't think that you should be policing people that you're afraid of. A lot of these cops' yeah. excuse is for killing black people that are unarmed is, mm-hmm. I was scared. Okay, yeah. if you are scared, you are not allowed to police this neighborhood. If you're scared of black people, you cannot police them. Mm-hmm. Black people should be not, I wouldn't say black people should be policing black people, but I would say that the people that come from those zip codes should be policing their own zip codes. You yep. should know the people that you're interacting with on a daily daily basis. Another issue that comes out of the misrepresentation that might not be on purpose, but it's there, is money being taken out of communities. So you have police officers that are from this. Let's say you have an uh, inner city okay, um, filled with black and brown families. Mm-hmm. So a policeman who lives in the suburb of that city drives down the highway, goes into the city, works as a policeman. He takes his paycheck to the suburbs. That paycheck now pays for his house, which funds the house taxes, funds the schools, which is an issue because now you have a city school that is literally funding the suburb without representation. So then you have these stereotypes of, oh, uh, these inner city kids, their housing is so bad. Their schools are so bad. No. A lot of these things, systematic racism can be fixed. We just have to change the system. Definitely. Instead of, instead of having schools funded by housing taxes or property taxes, you have it funded by the state so that all schools are funded equally. Yeah. And, you know, it's very controversial of defunding the police, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it's a big deal they have their budget is enormous Enormous. and the reason why police why there's a big budget is because there's there is crime but out of that crime it is derived from a lack of resources if you direct those police resources and take you know some of their budget away and give it towards like mental health services healthcare services housing homeless shelters you're going to see a drop in crime because they have those resources. Qual- higher quality of life equals less crimes. You can't be like, oh, this guy, he has no job. Mm-hmm. He was also um, expelled out of high school. Um, his mom barely has enough to pay the bills. <clears throat> and then five years later, when he's selling drugs or um, robbing a bank, you, you're blaming him. But mm-hmm. the same system that's him and incarcerating him is the same one that wouldn't give his mo- wouldn't give his single mom enough money to support him and his brother. Yep. It's the same government that wouldn't fund his schools. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't be like, oh, you're misbehaving, but then like not giving them an environment for them to behave well. Exactly. And especially not giving them an environment where they can thrive in society or give them the chance to thrive in society. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, it's just a cycle. It is. And that's the issue is that 
It is a cycle. And a lot of people don't know this. Like, if we look at the 13th Amendment, which is why we call it systematic. If you look at the 13th Amendment, it abolished slavery, but of prison walls. Prisoners can still be slaves. Prisoners are slaves. They're getting paid like 13 cents an hour in most states to do prison labor. Yeah. Prison labor. One in three black men is in jail. Mm-hmm. Where they're literally, it's this is modern day slavery, and it might be. And people will say, "Oh, it's radical to say that," but it's not radical. That's the truth. One in three black men is in slave is in prison, and they're they're doing prison labor, which is slavery. Like it's just crazy to me. So a lot yeah. of things I would like to see a lot of different changes, and I think that it starts with young people making politics cool. I think it starts with us going out to vote and actually caring about our future. Definitely. Um, So in your eyes, what makes today's movement different than the previous uh, movements that happened in the past? Like the 1992 riots, Mm -hmm. the Michael Brown riots, what makes this movement different? Social media and we have a lot more um, white allies okay social social media in the in the in the in the sphere of we have tiktok now where during the when the protests were at their peak um like on the news i would Mm -hmm. go onto tiktok and i would my whole feed would just be different protesters giving out different ideas for the protest spreading good information um um re-educating people that wanted to become allies it was just like a sphere of a sphere of like oh a sphere of like information that we've never seen before like it was it's it in the past movements it's hard to see information being spread at such a mass scale and it's hard to talk to the mass consciousness if Martin Luther King wants to talk to a lot of people he literally had to bring hundreds of thousands of people to one place to get his message across. Yeah, I agree. So now I think the biggest thing is social media. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, I do agree with that. And especially a lot of teenagers or young people who have grown up in households where, you know, this movement is really denounced a lot and having that ability to go on social media and actually seeing things on Twitter or Mm -hmm. TikTok it really changes your perspective because what I see on the news versus what I see on Twitter is completely different, completely different. So different. And it's sad because I noticed something that as soon as the looting and, and the destruction of buildings stopped, that's when the media coverage of the protest stopped. Yep. It's so it's sad. It's sad. So like when people ask me like, Oh, you think the looting is okay? I think the looting is okay in only in the fact that it brings attention to the main issue. Yeah. That I disagree with the looting. I disagree with it, but I agree with it only in the effect of it bringing mass mass consciousness to the main issue. Yeah, I I do think it does definitely raise awareness and you know, it highlights their mission or movement Mm -hmm. even more but 
you know, you're also impacting small businesses and yeah, you're impacting those families. Part. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know someone who has law, um, who has, uh, they looted like five of his liquor stores. Yeah, that's sad. And, you know, thank God that person had insurance. Otherwise, his whole livelihood would have been over. His kids wouldn't have gone to college. Yeah, but it's very yeah, I do. I do see it from both ways. But morally, from a moral perspective, I don't think it's right. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so have you ever experienced direct racism as a black man? You've talked about your experience, um, you know, at high school when, you know, what that person said was. But have you ever been in a situation where you have experienced direct racism towards you? Plenty of times. Sad to say. Uh, yeah. I think I'll give two stories, one recent and one uh, past. So I think it was like all throughout high school, but they're just like telling people that I'm African would have them look at me in a different way. Um. I can give an example. So, like, just the way that certain people would say my name. Yeah. As if I was, like, they would say my last name like I was some kind of animal. And I didn't know how to address it at the time. But I would kind of just, like, let it be. Because, like, oh, like, I'm in high school. Like, I'm not I'm not sure about myself. You know how, like, how it is in high school. Yeah. So I, did, I wasn't really able to address it how I should have. Not that I look mm-hmm. back on the situation. Um, and even now that you say that, even when we played football and the coaches would say your name, they said it like in a demeaning way, very demeaning way. Yep. And I, I would just see you get uncomfortable and I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. cause you can't say anything to your coach like that. Exactly. So, but yeah, sorry. What were, what were you saying? Uh, there's another bringing it back to football actually. Yeah. My senior year, we had a, a change in coaching at our high school. Yeah, and he would literally make click noises at me in front of the whole team. No way. Yeah, multiple. The new times. coach. Yeah, multiple times. Mo- like the whole season, he and he would try and play it off like, "Oh, we're just joking at you. We're just joking." But it's like I've told you to stop multiple times, and I don't know. I didn't know how to address it because you know I'm trying to get playing time. I don't want to yeah. get on anyone's bad side, which is the unfortunate part. The person I am now wouldn't have let that slide. Yeah. But it's so hard for people to address, you know, instances like that because you get put in an environment where it's uncomfortable to address it, especially to a coach. And especially you, since you were going for like a college scholarship, you can't say that that kind of thing to your coach. Like he's not going to give you playing time. Facts. Yep. So, yeah. Um, what do you hope to see in five years' time? Regarding? Regarding society. Society. Regarding BLM. I hope. <clears throat> what is your ideal version in five years? I want to see massive change, but I think the change starts with pol- politics becoming cool within the youth. Um, yeah. So I guess one change I would like to see is politics becoming huge within the youth. I want, I would love to see 15 and 16 year olds learning about politics, learning the history of politics, 
learning the true history of this country, mm-hmm. learning black history, learning about black civil rights leaders. Um, just because I feel like the the striving for a better society should be like priority number one for everybody. Like, why would you not want to live in a society that is the best that it could possibly be? Mm-hmm. So I just I hope to see a change in how the youth views politics. Yeah, and I really something that I I want to bring up is you know people got to vote. You really do, and it's not even just the you know when people think of voting, it's like oh presidential elections. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not though. It's more than that. It's the local elections. What yeah. gets actively done in Congress in the House. Even your state congress, yep. it's local elections. Yep, a lot of people don't realize you can you can vote for the senator, the representative, the DA, the mayor, yep. governor. You can vote on so many different levels, city council. Like we have to get all of these racist people out of these positions in our communities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we really got to, as you said, make politics cool. <laughs> For the young kids, gotcha. Um, but uh, so I'm just gonna close here, and I hope this conversation the lens of Ojimo, who took such great initiative to do something about it. And there's two lessons: if you have a cause, We've definitely seen this through Ojimo and his awesome brand, Miseducated. And, you know, the second lesson here in regards to BLM is, you know, be accountable and stay educated. For people who disagree with the fundamental cause of this movement, you have no idea what it's like to live in this country as a Black person. In the words of Ojimo, you're miseducated. So I urge everyone to not only fight with their fellow brothers and sisters, but to take action into your own hands go vote in your local elections go vote this 2020 sign petitions attend peaceful protests um and thank you ojimo for coming on here thank you for having me of course go check out his brand on instagram at miseducated.co and twitter at alexander ojimo again everything will be in the description box and before you go um those who have the capacity to donate ojimo has shared a link with me and I will put it in the description box as well. But do you want to quickly talk about that link that you sent me? Yeah, so that link is to my brand's GoFundMe for Black Lives Matter. Um, you can join us this week in our Crowdfund Friday if you would like to join. I'm trying to raise as much money as possible. You'll be entered to win a free shirt. Um, yeah, and the money is going towards something good, so you can get a shirt for like a dollar. So yeah, join yeah. And then for this episode, I will be donating fifty dollars for the um the link. Yeah. So I urge, <laughs> I, I urge all you all to do the same. Uh, thank you, Ojo. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Bye. Peace out.